absolutely brutal scenes <laughs> out of Toronto. <laughs> Just awful. Now, Tom, you're getting your 10 seconds here Ooh. to talk about how you were right. Go ahead. Uh, duh. Five seconds. Hey, 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 restart it, restart it, restart it, restart it. Put up a timer. I don't fine, care. Fine. Uh, you got... No, 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 no. no put... Wait, no, no. You got 10 seconds. Go. Uh, obviously, they never win Game 7s. They can't win anything. They're 0-4 in their Five last seconds. seven, like, last winner-take-all games. It's terrible. Habs, Stanley Cup. Eh. You finished that with Habs, Stanley Cup, huh? <laughs> Stanley Cup? If we're going by history, yes. Yeah. So history's on my side, like always. Okay. Most Why is that like always? Because like always, games. you know, example, Game 7, the Leafs can't do it. Okay. He's got you there. Do you want deeper analysis? I don't. Your analysis Mitch wasn't Marner that deep. Is better than oh, William Isn't it not just game seven? It's like any elimination game or game where I they said, can move on. Well, yeah, but I said elimination game oh. earlier. I said game seven now because, like, overall, tr- it's game sevens. But the recently, Toronto just elimination Maple- games. The Toronto Maple Leafs and Atlanta Thrashers have the same amount of playoff series wins since the lockout. Wow. Yes. That's just facts. You know, men lie, women lie, numbers numbers never lie. <laughs> uh, let's take a look back at some of the last Toronto Maple Leaf seasons. Uh, this year, there's blowing the 3-1 lead against Montreal. Uh, last year, there's getting shut out in Game 5 of the qualifying round against Columbus. The year before that, it's a Game 7 loss to Boston. The year before that, it's a Game 7 loss to Boston. The year before that, it's a Game 6 loss to Washington. And then they missed the playoffs for three years before that, and that's how you land your Mitch Marners and your Austin Matthews and your William Nylanders. And the year before that, it was a seven-game loss to Boston, which is the is, loss that really started this whole is that the one where they were, trend. Is that the one where they were up 4-1? Yeah, and lost in overtime? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's that one. I'm telling you, this series was over after Game 6. Yeah? Because... You look at Twitter, the reaction from Game 6 and the reaction from Game 7. After Game 6, it's like everybody who thought the world was ending. When they lost Game 7, it's like it was expected. They had already come to terms, Maple Leafs fans, uh, I mean, have already come to terms with that they were going to lose after Game 6. They knew. It never ends well for them. They now have the longest Stanley Cup drought in NHL history, surpassing the Rangers. Rats Rangers, it's a big day for you. Yeah, they finally got beat. And 50, 54 years since their last Stanley Cup. And the Rangers went 53 years between 94, and I think it's that math adds up to 21 or 31. Something 41. 41. It's 41. You're bad at math. Okay, relax. This isn't a math show. You want to do math? If we were on a math we'll show. We'll do math with you right now. If this was a math show, you wouldn't be on it after that math. <laughs> Why don't you leave? Okay. The last time the t- Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> won a series, it was in the first round against Ottawa in 04. Jeez. That's okay. how long ago. And they won that one in seven games. When's the last time they won a series not in seven games? Oh, man. Okay. So, oh, geez. So in 02, well, in 03, they lost in seven games. In 02, they lost in six in the conference final. But before that, they won in seven and won in seven. Wow. Before that, they lost in seven. All right, the last one was in 01 against the Ottawa Senators, a series sweep. Okay. I was about to ask when their last So it's either sweep or or seven and you're out. 
for Toronto. Or you miss altogether. Which, they're going to do something drastically stupid this offseason. They're going to get rid of one of those pieces of that core. Whether it be Nylander, Marner. It's not going to be It's not going to be Matthews. It's it not going to be Tavares. It should be Tavares. They have to make a move. And this is one of the situations where it might just be making a move for the sake of making a move. Which now, there, well, almost there's, never works. There's one piece of the four that I would absolutely move over the others. Um, Is it Nylander? No. It's Marner? It is absolutely Mitch Marner, 100%. Ooh. Because of the contract and... Because of the contract and the fact that the salary cap's not going up. And the fact that he disappears in the playoffs. Okay, you can't say anything about him disappearing <laughs> in the playoffs because by that logic, I get it. You say Nylander's better than Marner, but now you're saying... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at you're all. You're not saying that? No. Because it sounded like you were saying that No, he disappears today. in the playoffs, and you can't have a $10.5 million player disappearing in the playoffs. Austin Matthews also disappeared You can't have that either. Yeah. But... You can't trade the Rocket Richard winner. But... Yeah, you can. Austin Matthews yeah. is only on a three-year contract. Mitch Marner's on a seven or eight. He's two years into it. Can't have that. And I was and Steve Dangle was talking about it earlier. By the way, can we just say a prayer for Steve Dangle? Dude, I feel for him. He did that live stream. That's part of the reason why I think game six was more of the straw that broke the camel's back and not game seven. Because I watched that stream, and game seven, you could tell he was over it. He was over it. Game six killed him when Kakanyami scored the overtime goal. He was over it by game seven. Completely 15, over it. There were 15 well, shots. Game six. They should have. There were 15 shots in overtime in Game 6. Toronto had 13 of them. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. That was I, awful. I didn't know Watching that. that was hilarious. That was awful. Well, yeah, me and Tony. Both. I tripled down on Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me let me ask you you this, and I think there's a unanimous answer here, but I saw this going around today. What's more embarrassing, Toronto losing in seven or Edmonton getting swept? I think it's very clear. Edmonton getting swept. It's Toronto. You think so? I oh, think yeah. That. I think it's more embarrassing to get swept. No, it's more embarrassing to be up 3-1 and lose the series. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's more embarrassing and to be... Because the Toronto Maple Leafs do it every damn year. Well, I'm not it's also that. more embarrassing because Toronto was at one point a very heavy favorite for the Stanley Cup. This, this whole tournament, the way it was designed, benefited Toronto the most. Yeah. The analytic... <laughs> around the, the first goal. round. The analytical hockey fans loved Toronto going into this playoff. Because it should have been a cakewalk to the conference final, and then you might get a favorable matchup against, like, an Islanders. Sucks. Instead, Losing here we are. What You raised your hand. What do you want? I just want to say I knew Toronto wasn't okay. going to go to the Cup. I didn't think they were going to lose to Montreal, but I, I, I didn't have Who to Who did you cup. think was going to come out of the, uh, the Canadian division? Probably the Leafs. Okay. Who do you think now? Oh. Is it Winnipeg or is it Montreal? Winnipeg. I don't know. Because this all of a sudden Winnipeg. is the most intriguing series there is because there's two teams that nobody thought would be there. This was supposed to be Leafs-Oilers. It's now Montreal-Winnipeg starting tomorrow night. I, th- I think I got Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I think although, Winnipeg too. although, if you look at it, Toronto had 13 shots on goal in that overtime, and the Canadians had two. The Canadians don't have to face – they the Canadians can face a good defense – and just get two shots on goal, and they can still win a game. Pretty sure they were outscored as a whole in that game six, too. You guys are also looking at the two best goalies Wait, wait, right wait, now. wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. How, God, how do you no. get outscored in a game six and still win the shot. game six? Okay. Sorry. They were. They were shot in the whole series. By like 10 or more, I think it was. It was 13-2. Yeah. 
Well, in overtime it was. Yeah, well, that that's, that's an 11-point swing. I would think it's a pretty safe bet to say they were a shot in the whole game. All Carey Price has to do is just keep doing what he's been doing, which is a very hard ask because Yeah, but if he keeps doing him. what he's been doing and Connor Hellebuck keeps doing what he's been doing, it, Winnipeg wins. I don't know about that. Connor Hellebuck, man, I, he looks so good against Edmonton. And Carey Price, there were games where he was shaky. Games two and three weren't great from him. Yeah, but you got to take his last three. Yeah, but Connor, take Connor Hellebuck's last three. But right Connor now, Hellebuck's looking... last three, and one of them he let up like five, four That was goals. just one game. Okay, but he And he made it. the saves that matter when it needed to matter in overtime. So did Carey Price. But also, the... take game seven at... out of account, because I think a lot of that was Toronto in their own heads. I don't think you can say that. That's not fair. Carey Price had a great performance. Oh, he game. did. Yeah, definitely. You can't you can't just but, chalk that up as, oh, I'm in my own head. But look at Toronto and the way they played. They were overpassing. Yeah. They If they weren't overpassing, they were overhandling the puck. They weren't taking simple shots. They were looking for the perfect shot because they thought Carey Price was unbeatable. Correct. He finally got beaten Correct. with a shot that was far from perfect for William Nylander. Yes. Late in the third period, like a minute 30 left. If they would have played like that the whole game, they would have had a fighting chance. Instead, they were looking for the perfect shot for 55 minutes. Okay. And it cost them this, the series. Okay. What do you guys say, Eric? You're looking at the two best goalies, I think, on the in Canada. Yeah, Going I know that. Yeah, I, I'd say that. That's pretty you easy. Ar- you, you can make an argument for Jack Campbell, but I think... Regular right season now, Jack Campbell. Regular season against regular season Carey Price is pretty even. Regular season carry price ain't that good. Playoffs. There's tiers. You went through the tiers yesterday. Yeah. And you had uh, you had Jacob Markstrom at the bottom, right? Is that who you had? Jacob Markstrom was his own tier, yes. Yes, okay. And you had him below Matt Murray. Matt Murray was in the bottom <laughs> tier that was an actual tier, like, you know, named tier. Yeah. And then it was Jacob Markstrom. Okay. Solely no. because Jacob Markstrom missed the playoffs, had a bad year, and there was just so much hype for him. He signed that big deal in Calgary. He cashed in. Could be, on his way, could be on his way to Seattle. Which would be a hell of a turn. something. <laughs> After signing that um, starting goalie contract with Calgary, he's on his way to Seattle the next season. The other thing is this. 17 players in the National Hockey League make more than $10 million a year. Don't say yes, it. I mean, Don't say it. There's one. Le- there's one. What? No, it's 17 of 18 are gone, right? Yes. There's one that's in the second round. I won't say Tom that. knows it. I know it. Do any of you have a guess? Trish. Is it Carey Price? It's Carey Price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the second round of the playoffs, no Ovechkin, no Crosby, no McDavid, no Carey Price. No Matt. Baby. Carey Price. That's all you need. Carey Price. Although, I mean, you hear that and you go, wow, but you still have Barzell, Carey Price. You have Pasternak. Barzell. You have Pasternak, Marshawn. You have McKinnon. You have... Landis Coggin, that whole series in, in Colorado. We'll talk about Kucherov. that in a second. You got Philip Grubauer. Kucherov. No, don't say Philip Grubauer. <laughs> yeah, what happened to your team, Tony? It was game one. They started their backup goalie. Yeah, but 7-1, though. They started their backup goalie. Yeah, no, but 7-1, started though. Their, they started their backup goalie who hadn't played since May 10th. Okay, but 7-1, okay. though? Yeah, they yes. still 7-1. The Knights still didn't look good. No. Somebody catch me up on this. I was at the Colorado race. Colorado had rest. I was right. I was on the I was at the it race did. on Sunday. Shout out Kyle Larson. That does um, what happened with Ryan Reeves and why did he get why did I see a nine minute penalty? All right, so it starts before that. Ryan Graves, I believe his first name is Ryan, right? No clue. Keep going. Right, Eric. Uh, Ryan yeah, Graves. Think- Ryan Graves, defenseman, Colorado Avalanche, hits Matthias Yanmark uh, in the corner. Hit to the head. 
Probably should have been an ejection. Game a two-minute penalty for interference. Puck was already passed by Yanmark and everything. He didn't have the puck or anything. Way he should not have been expecting a hit at the time he got hit. So fast forward to third period of the game. Vegas is already out of it. It's it's a five-goal game. And Ryan Reeves goes out there and uh, clearly with purpose goes after Ryan Graves, grabbed him, uh, ripped the helmet off of his head, uh, brought him to the ice, and then proceeded to put his knee and entire body weight on the head of Ryan Graves. Uh, Graves was bleeding a little bit. Uh, they gave they gave Reeves a five-minute major, which follows with a match penalty, and uh, another two two-minute penalties for roughing, which equated to Colorado having a nine-minute power play, which they only scored once on. And they had their big guys out there. They had McKinnon, Rantan, Landis Cog, all those guys, Bacar. And they only scored once in nine minutes, but that's how you get a nine-minute power play and a two-game suspension for Ryan Reeves. I would have thought he would have been done for this series. I think you give him at least five games because there's no reason to be doing that at all. You would. (laughs) Like, that led to more fights stemming off of that one with the the interaction on the ground. Like, Petrangelo took some guy to the ice. So did Marcia. So, but I, I don't understand how you only give him two games and you give Kadri eight games last at the end of last series and you didn't give Tom Wilson anything. Ryan Reeves also admitted that he ripped a piece of Adam Graves' hair out of his head. <laughs> and they still said two games. Well, that's absurd. Listen, that happens. You're no, a, you're it a, doesn't happen. It's in a bit of a scuffle. You got a you got a chunk of hair in your hand. I mean, you know, who's to say what's going to happen in a little in a scrum? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Things escalate very quickly, Tony. Where was the linesman? Because his daydreaming. His knee was on his head for a good minute. <laughs> and this was at oh, and this all started with Ryan Reeves cross-checking the goalie in the back of the head too. After so he'd already covered. stuff going on in the ice that he just didn't get to. No, Reeves, Reeves was at the center of it. That should have been the first thing they were getting to. Reeves cross-checks the goalie. He then grabs Ryan Graves and throws him on the ice, rips off his helmet, puts his knee on his head, and just sits there. It's all out of salt right there. It's, it's close. <laughs> like, he was upset. Yeah, well, Two-game suspension. Huh. I agree. It should be more than That two. game four, where he comes back, is going to be interesting. Slide him on the ice. Somebody's going to go after him. Yeah. And then you have Peter DeBoer after the game saying uh, Ryan Reeves is the cleanest, uh, tough guy, the cleanest tough, tough guy, guy in the NHL. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, no. Apparently, it's Tom Wilson based on the way he got suspended. Hey, if you go by the Department of Player Safety, it's Tom Wilson. I still can't believe he wasn't. And suspended. and the thing the thing that was interesting to me is the Tom not not the Tom Wilson situation went to the Department of Player Safety. The Ryan Reeves' situation, it's a match penalty with a suspension review by the commissioner, not by the Department of Player Safety. So Gary Bettman made this decision on Ryan Reeves for this series. And Vegas is his baby. Two-game suspension for Ryan Reeves. Maybe some motive behind that. Probably. But Colorado looked dominating. Uh, They always do. They're probably the best team in the NHL since since the 07-08 Red Wings. And that's insane to say. And they almost lost that series against Pittsburgh that year. Uh, they, they should win the cup. The ideal Stanley Cup Finals matchup, if you just want to go based on pure entertainment, is Tampa Bay 
versus Colorado. The worst one based on entertainment would probably be Islanders Jets. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a more entertaining one that's a possibility. What do you have? Boston? As far, Boston, Montreal. That's not as much entertainment. It's rivalry. As it is rivalry, you know? That would be entertaining. Yeah, I know, but if you go by pure hockey and skill perspective, that type of entertainment, like Montreal Boston's gonna get rough. Oh yeah. But you go like you don't have all the raw skill skills. and everything, like Colorado, yeah, Tampa. Nice. You're gonna have Kucherov, Stamkos, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, Makar, Hedman. It's just gonna be Dang. stars every other shift. Yeah, I'll take big hits over stars. You still have hits. There's, yeah, but not like if you have two no, rivalry I'd teams. See the sharpshooters out there. I also don't want Boston to get close, yeah. and that would be getting very close. He does. Boston, Boston does. People in Boston do. No one likes them. Okay. Uh, we have speaking of Boston. What is wrong with NBA fans lately? They're losing their absolute oh. shit. Who threw that trash? It was. Or was it someone, a, someone threw a water bottle? At water Kyrie. bottle. Yeah. Uh, then the fan ran out on the court. The fan, night. yeah. Did you hear what Bradley Beal said? No. They asked Bradley Beal if uh, all these fans uh, acting out of line has him, makes him feel not safe. He's like, no, it's not that I feel not safe. And then he said, I don't want to use a, a hood term, but these hands work. <laughs> Which I love. I, I love that energy from Bradley Beal. But what is going on? I, I Listen, Popcorn and water bottles and now fans running on the court? I think it, it's the too. the year without sports. You're finally back in a full setting, and all these guys are like fucking. They're the the tension and the emotion are high for sports teams. And yeah, I but then like, why isn't this happening in any other sport? Okay, <laughs> thank you, Zachary. I think it's because it's easy to get onto a basketball see, court. It's not easy to get onto a baseball. rink or something. What about a baseball field? It's easy to get on a baseball field. You see yeah. a lot of people well, on the field. How many though? I went to two Phillies games and this year. Well, last not this year, but I know it's happening. I know there was but, already a video that went viral of a guy getting uh, his ripped shirt ripped. It's off. easy in any sport for fans to throw stuff, and hockey's had problems with that in the past. There's no problem this year. Now, the well, that was just targeting, is, I think. Targeting at Kyrie, yeah. I targeting mean. at Kyrie, and for some reason at Russell Westbrook. <laughs> some people just don't, <laughs> don't like, like him. Russell I don't Westbrook. get it. I love Russell Westbrook. You love him, but you can't win with Russell Westbrook as your best player. That's not, not true. That is true. We've seen it on several teams. Well, no, we haven't. Just that, really, that one year in OKC when he was with Paul George. I love also and, put him on a team with good people, and he still can't. Well, him and KD and James Harden went to, went, went to the finals. I mean, that was before they were that was before they were developed. See, I love Russ, and my fan base was the one that threw the popcorn at him. How's your fan base doing right now with the Joel Embiid injury? We're waiting to see if we win Game Five and then give Embiid time to rest his knee. What happened? I don't know how it's a knee injury. By the way, he got up like rubbing his hip. So it's knee soreness. My guess is that Doc Rivers expects Philly to win game five. So mm. he can come back strong for the next series. That's just my guess. Um, but that's really it. I'm in a better spot than John is with the Knicks. We'll get to that in a second. I want to ask you one more question. If you guys lose game five, is there any panic levels going up or anything? No, because I think I'm be back for game six. Okay. 
And then if he doesn't, that's where the problem really starts, if, right? If he doesn't, then then I'll get a little bit worried. But we have home court for game five. Sixers have been one of the best home teams in the NBA over the past couple of seasons. I am not worried for game five at all. The Knicks are in trouble, and I really wish John was here because he was at, uh, what, game two? And he's going to be at game five tomorrow night? Yep. Listen, the Knicks are 1-0 and when John Gallietta is there. <sighs> that's dangerous game to play because they're going to lose tomorrow <laughs> because Julius Randle has forgotten how to play basketball they pissed he, off Trey Young something fierce yeah well, I don't think they they'll get blown out too. Can no. you see what Clint Capella said no what Cl- Clint Capella say he said we're going to we're going to win tomorrow and send them on vacation ah uh, uh, now if they now if the Knicks had a true superstar I would say, man, that's just going to anger him, and he's going to take over. Nope. Julius Randle could take over. They could still lose. And, and Julius Randle really isn't a true superstar. Uh, they need a shooter. They need a bona fide shooter. Damian Lillard. Carmelo Anthony again. Nope. He's, Mello. he's not retired. Bring him back. He's a trailblazer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> he still sucks. That's not true. No, he dominated last game against yeah. the Nuggets when in their blowout win. The Nuggets so, were yeah. blowing him. Yeah. Are, are, and you are, you telling me, are you telling me Derek Rose is not a legitimate shooter? No. Not enough of a threat. They need lot, I understand, but you need a sharpshooter. RJ Barrett at times can shoot. He hasn't really been able to this series to the point where you could say he's he's your guy if you need a big shot. Because their guy for a big shot right now is forcing the ball to Julius Randle and having him try to go one on one and take a contested shot and it's just not falling. Same problems he really faced when he was a Laker. It, it, it's coming now. I feel like even if the Knicks lose this series, though, it's not a no. It's definitely season. a step forward. It's it's something. It's, I, it's like, just where do you? It's just what is the next step? Yeah, and that's so, where the problem lies because you need to get this next step right, or this whole year means nothing. From what I've so noticed, like, like Knicks in the playoffs is good for basketball, without a doubt. It's great for basketball. It's great for basketball. It's great for New York. Yeah, yeah that, that stadium. I was looking at some videos during. Uh, they were rocking. That I would love to go to. A, like, they I don't were, watch a lot of basketball, but I go. will go to a Knicks playoff game. That looks awesome. Tickets are so damn expensive because oh, they only yeah. come like once. Oh, a, it's like God. Haley's Comet. It only comes once every <laughs> two years. So it looks like the Celtics are going to be knocked out. They're down one twelve to ninety six to the Nets. Yep. They gave it their best effort. Why are you? Why are you pumping your fist over there? Very happy for. I the want to Nets. see Knicks and Nets. I, uh, Playoff basketball. Well, if you want that, you need to see the Knicks be able to win one more than one game, yeah. which big, is a problem at the moment. I'm a big fan of Blake Griffin. You also have to see the Knicks get past the second round. We should now. also yeah. talk about Blake Griffin all of a sudden learning how to dunk again. Uh, that's not that. I mean, listen, that is just why give it your all on Detroit when they're not giving it their all to put a roster around that's you. That's a fact. So it's going to be Nets-Bucks round two. <sighs> Tough series. Welcome to your first challenge. Yeah. Tough series. If the Nets lose, don't make it to the finals or win the finals, this whole year was a bust, without a doubt. Uh, <sighs> yeah. It's a lot of money. I understand it's a lot of money, but they're all going to be there next season. And the, the other thing is this, though. The Lakers struggles. The Clippers struggles. Yeah, yeah. This is really set up for the Nets to be the team that wins the finals. Yeah, but the Clippers have come on lately, and I feel like and and comes out of the Nets box series. And I would say yes if they were the one seed. They're not, yeah, because you know 
you lost those players for such a long stretch of time this season. I, I what before the playoffs, KD, Kyrie, and Harden only played like what like ten games with each other. Played, it was like a rotation on who was there that. Day. Yeah, and but give, some of give them a full season. Give them a full season. Yeah, but a lot of it was when Harden when Harden got there, it wasn't KD out. Yeah, yeah, KD was out, and then eventually and then Kyrie, Kyrie was out, and then Harden went out, but Kyrie came back. Yeah, give him a full season. I want to see a full season with a rotation, and that's what I, I would say. It's that's that's the time because if that team reaches its full potential, other team struggles won't matter. It they'll be able to blow past them. The Lakers are in trouble. Yeah, uh, no Anthony Davis for Game Five against Phoenix in the tie series, and it really seems like they need him to be competitive. It's all it can't all be LeBron at age 38. I'm sorry. Uh, Did you see what he said in that post uh, game? Interview? No. He what he, like, if if I was uh, talking to 27 year old LeBron, 38 year old LeBron would beat him. Like yeah, he probably would. He probably would. I mean, I feel like with the wiser to the game, game. Yeah, that, all that. But um, if you're Phoenix, and I would love to see. Same. I think they're going to, especially since Anthony Davis, if Anthony Davis was playing, it'd be a lot closer of a series. But there's no Anthony Davis for the Lakers. I actually don't remember, but I might have thrown money on the Suns to win the whole thing. Okay. That's the the season. I'm pretty sure I did. At the beginning of the season? Oh, that's good. Was it when you were... Oh, my God. When you were watching them go insane in the bubble and you were just like, oh, hello, bubble suns. I gotta go back into my DraftKings, but I think I did put like five bucks on it. (laughs) My God. Five to win like four grand. It it was something crazy like that. (laughs) Uh, It's tough. It's tough for the Lakers right now, and I think they're going to lose this series. Anthony Davis, like I said, being out hurts them, and Jay Crowder has been the guy covering LeBron, and he hasn't been particularly good. But when there is no other viable option like an Anthony Davis, you don't need to be particularly good. Uh, you can let him have his way and score 32 points, 35 points. It's not going to matter if there's no secondary scoring coming from that team. And that's not even like that's not even like a diss at LeBron. He can't Their offense is made to run through two players. One of those players is out. You've taken away half of their offensive ability. So the big guy in the middle that all you got to do is pass it to Yeah, him and, just and get, going out and getting Andre Drummond mid-season, that was pointless. He yeah. sucks. He's terrible. He can't play. That's not nice. He can't. I like Andre He Drummond. can't play. He can, there is no spot for him on this Laker team. There, the belief was he would come in and you could play AD at the four and then play perhaps Drummond at the five or switch it or whatever. Drummond cannot play basketball. Well. LeBron is going to end up more pissed off at Andre Drummond than he was at J.R. Smith. Wait, didn't they sign J.R. Smith? No, J.R. Oh. Smith's not there. Was did they have him last year? I think so. Yeah, they had him last. Okay, because I remember they got him. Yeah, I was no, very that's not confused this year. by that move. That's a typical LeBron move. That's a total LeBron move. <laughs> yeah, LeBron get that idiot almost guys. strangled. What was that, Eric? I said LeBron gets his guys, much like Thibodeau does. Yeah, he gets his guys, but then one of those guys apparently now is Andre Drummond. And let me tell you, when LeBron's on another team or a future Laker team trying to make a run and he's looking for guys to bring in, Andre Drummond not going to be one of those guys. I don't know where Andre Drummond's career goes from here because he's in a spot where he should be a good complimentary piece to that team. And he's terrible. No team is going to offer him big money to come play for them. He's going to be a not a veteran minimum, a little bit above that, but... If you're a team like, uh, let's take another co- uh, competing team, like a Milwaukee or a Miami or a Philly, there's no point in having him. He's just he's a waste of space. You could find better players for cheaper. Andre Drummond is not a good basketball player. I'd rather re-sign Dwight Howard. Bring him I would rather have Dwight Howard as well. 
He gives more spirit. He looks like he gives more energy and effort. Andre Drummond, when a play doesn't go, the, the best thing Andre Drummond's done in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform is when he squared up with that guy for pulling on the back of his jersey. That guy pulled on his jersey, Drummond turned around, put his fists up, and was ready to go. And you're like, damn. that's. But he's doing that. He's putting up like two points in 18 minutes. It's like, what are you doing? Play ball better. It sounds like a Knicks basketball player to me. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> They go, man, we need a name to compliment Julius Randle. Oh, boy. Andre Drummond. That's the guy. No, it's not the guy. <laughs> the Knicks are going to think that's the guy. Uh, other stuff in the NBA. I mean, the Utah Jazz look like they're starting to click. Donovan Mitchell being out game one hurt them against the Grizzlies, but now it looks like they're starting to come into form. Up 3-1 over the Grizzlies. Uh, they're not... Uh, they're my, they were my pick to win the NBA Finals, but they're not... <laughs> their path is looking not so clear because they have struggled against Memphis. And if they match up with a team like Phoenix in the conference final, I think Phoenix Phoenix edges them. And that's unfortunate to say because there is a lot of talent on that uh, Jazz roster. Or even the Clippers. The Clippers, Clippers are starting to click after dropping the first two to Dallas, which that should scare your higher teams in, in the West. It's not going to scare the Lakers because they have, they have bigger problems at the moment. But look at your teams already looking forward to next round, like at Utah. Uh, like Phoenix can't look uh, past them yet. Well, take Utah. Because Utah would probably have to play the Clippers if all the higher seeds won. They're, they're going to have trouble with Los Angeles. Do you have an answer for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, if he's capable, on any given night? And, on, and I don't know if they do. That's the problem. Rudy Gobert. Oh, no, he's not on Utah. He's on Memphis, right? No, Rudy Gobert's no, on Utah. Rudy, yeah. Rudy Gobert's on Utah. He, he could do something. That's about it, though. Yeah, he can't... Anything outside of like the, the paint is... Yeah. You're not going to have Rudy Gobert out there because... It's not like Jokic. Then you're losing rebounds. It's not, yeah, it's not like Jokic because you're going to be losing rebounds at that point. That's Rudy Gobert's... Other than his defense, his rebounding is what's best for him. And you can't sacrifice that and still... Still try to win ball games. <laughs> Start throwing Rudy Gobert on uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> and hope and hope he can match up with him at the perimeter, perimeter yep. and fo- and get and catch up to him while he's driving to the basket. I don't know if that would work. Um, no, you could try. You could try. Yeah. You never know. You got to limit. You got to. I mean, Dallas. Win. With that, all this being said, Dallas isn't out of the series. I think it's still win. Luca battling a shoulder injury though, so that that's that makes part. it tougher. Yeah. But it's his off shoulder though. It is his yeah, off shoulder, but you can tell he's in a ton of discomfort, especially when he tries to drive bench. to the left side. Every time he's on the bench, he's got that big ass like. He's got the he's got the wrap here. on him with the yeah. ice. Yeah. And if, I, I and love Luca out. If Luca's out, Dallas is no shot. Yeah, because Kristaps I, I, Porzingis is supposed to be a capable two, and I know he was decent in their last game played, but the game before that he scored nine points in thirty three minutes. You need more out of that player if you want to be a true number two on an NBA team, like an Anthony Davis is. There's even arguments to be made that Anthony Davis is the one on that team, LeBron being the two. But if you just go by name, it's it's probably LeBron. Kristaps Porzingis needs to do more. He needs to get involved more. He looks. Scared to shoot the ball. He looks uncertain where he's passing the ball. It really seems like the Dallas Mavericks offense is give it to Luka and hope he does something special to draw a defender away and kick it out to him. And then if you're Tim Hardaway or Finney Smith, you need to make the shot, and shots aren't going down. Or Christopher Zingas at that point. You can't win a championship like that. You can't. Because even look at when it was LeBron with Cleveland. 
Kyrie could still shoot. Kyrie was handling the ball up and down the court. Yeah. And he, he was he giving was it off to LeBron, yeah. yeah. Passer it's different when you can hand it off to a player like an Anthony Davis who's so capable on the inside. If you're giving it to these people like a Chris Stops, like a Finney Smith or a Tim Hardaway, they're not even close to the same shooting capability as an Anthony Davis. Not. They're not efficient. They, When they hit, it's great because they usually get hot after that. They make some threes, and that's their game, it seems like, is to make outside threes, and it really seems like they're forcing too many three-pointers as well. We saw it. We were betting on three-pointers. It worked the first night. But you look at teams forcing three-pointers. You say it's how basketball is going, but the Lakers don't force three-pointers. They let Anthony Davis use his size. They do not. Christoph Porzingis doesn't use his size. He's seven feet tall. Use your damn size. (laughs) He's shooting over everybody. He's shooting over everybody from one step in from the logo. Yeah. Get to the block. Work on your post game. Put one off the glass and in. Christoph Porzingis. The best thing the Knicks did was trade him, it looks like. Is he good at free throws? No. Ah, get him out of the league. Can't shoot? Get him out of the league. Yeah, you really hate Ben Simmons, huh? Ben Simmons is 5 for 20 from the line this series. Jesus Christ. This series. Out. Get out. (laughs) You, sir, have about the same shooting percentage as I do. Oh, was upset at Philly. He made, what, two more shots than I did in 20? If I was, uh, (laughs) I would be hacking him if I was the Wizards. Hack of Ben Simmons. The hack of Ben. Yeah, I'm such a fan. Here we go. Last game for Chris Stops. 28 minutes, 18 points. Game for that. 34 minutes, nine points. Can't have that. Yeah, you can't have less than 10 points, especially in the playoffs. He didn't even do that good last game. That was no. the game we were watching, right? Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was bricking every shot, <laughs> no matter where he was. 20 points in game two. Go back to that. You need that. You need at least 20 points a night. That's gonna give. That's gonna take a lot of pressure off of Luka Doncic, and now an injured Luka Doncic. You need it. You need it. What's the series at? Two two. Oh, okay. Heading back to uh, Los Angeles. Twos. And uh, to game game five is tomorrow at ten. But that's whoever wins that game is gonna win the series. Yeah. That's how I see it. Game five is the biggest game of every series. Yeah, usually, unless the series doesn't go that far, then yeah. Unless you're Toronto. Well, if they would have won game five, they would have advanced. They would have won game six, they would have advanced. They would have won game, game seven, seven, they, they would have advanced. advanced. They would have lost game one, they probably would have advanced. Three days ago, SB Nation, the Mavericks have a Kristaps Porzingis problem. The man went from the unicorn and the next star of New York to people in Dallas wanting him out. It's a tough, it's a tough scene. Yeah, big turn. That is, you, you hate to see it. It's officially June 1st, which means we are in Julio Jones watch week. This is the week he will be traded. Where is still unknown. The Baltimore Ravens have jumped back in the race. So have the Tennessee Titans. Lurking in the weeds, it seems like, are San Fran and New England. Uh, another team coming to the forefront is the Seattle Seahawks, who, when you look at that team, you look at what they need. Uh, your first answer is never another wide receiver. It's offensive line help for Russell Wilson. <laughs> and me, as a huge Tyler Lockett guy and from a fantasy standpoint every friggin' year, that's just going to kill him. <laughs> DK Metcalf almost killed him because he's either he's either 50 points or he's zero. You know. You've seen DK's it. DK's the same way. I had DK Yeah, because they go year. back and forth between so DK and, and Lockett. You have DK so, one game, light it up, 40 points. The well, next that, game, he will get you nothing. The split was eight for Lockett. Eight for DK. Yeah. That was a game. You just had to pick and choose which one you want to do. Now it's going to be probably still like seven for DK. 
But five for Lockett, five for Julio Jones. That's just going to d- destroy Tyler Lockett's value. I'm sitting pretty with Green DK Metcalf. But it makes him a, a wide receiver three. Yeah. And that matchup is going to be so great, and I can't wait for Seattle not to utilize it and burn me in so, fantasy. If you, wa- if you want to get a little more pissed off at another team that's in on Julio Jones, keep an eye on the Rams. I've heard they're... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Where's your money? Matt Stafford. Where's your money? <laughs> Where's your money, Los Angeles? Matt Stafford's going to restructure. Apparently the Green Bay situation is going to heat up soon too because yes. the salary cap for they're not trading trade Aaron they're not doing it trade him to the Broncos they lost the, give him a, a team salary cap after June first today yeah because this is when your bonuses and Aaron stuff are yeah. get out of that get him out of that division no sorry give him to the Broncos Eric give him to the Broncos yes give him to Denver just just recreate Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's give him. Let's give him a stop in Indianapolis just for good measure. And oh, put no. it on Denver. Pretty good. No, what? Wait, but they just trade got, for Carson Wentz. They just got Carson. Yeah. Carson Wentz. No, he poor Carson Wentz. Rogers, are you taking it? Carson Wentz was happy for like a week while he was in Indianapolis, and they you sent know, him was, right up to Green know, Bay. Was happy too. Uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, sorry, not Aaron Donald. Fucking. Jeez, uh, man. Um, who are you thinking? Of? Uh, I don't Andy even Dalton. know. He what went to the Colts, thought he was going to be the starter, and then you mean the Eagles. you mean the Bears? Oh, what are you sorry, talking? Bears. Wait a minute, wait. Andy Dalton also didn't go to the Eagles. I never said he was. Yeah, he did. He said he went to the Colts. He went to the Eagles. Are you talking about Nick Foles? Well, no, I was talking about Dalton going to Chicago. Okay, he thought he was the starter. All right, and then they drafted him. All right. Okay. Well, as they should. Andy Dalton oh, went yeah. to Chicago out of necessity. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers could stay in Green Bay and still be good. Yeah. Andy Dalton didn't have a home. He had to go somewhere. What was that, Eric? Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay defeated Carolina two to one. Tampa Bay had fifteen shots on goal. Carolina thirty-two. Oh, man. Hockey's weird. Goaltending. Hockey's two weird. nothing series for yeah. the Bulls. Peter Morazic time in Game Three. Goaltending. Unfortunately, because Alex Nedeljkovic has looked good for the Carolina Hurricanes, he didn't even play bad tonight. Two goals on fifteen shots may not look great, but Tampa's two goals on shots from like Kucherov and stuff. Tampa leads the series two to nothing. Their all-time record in a best of seven when they lead two to nothing, seven and zero. Oh. Potentially Sorry. the last two games of the Rod Brindamore era in Carolina. Hot name that's been out there on the NHL coaching uh, carousel that he could possibly leave the Carolina Hurricanes, especially if there was an early exit in the playoffs. First round. I, I know. I know there was talk, Eric, and you know this as well. Uh, the Rangers were not making a hire until after the playoffs because potentially the availability of Rod Brindamore. So if I'm Rod Brindamore, where do I take a look at? I take a look at Seattle. I'd stay. Well, yeah, but uh, but him and Ronnie Francis in Seattle. I mean, that's quite the combination. But you look at the situations around the league, and I don't know where it gets much better than Carolina. You know, it's tough. It's it's tough. It's it's tough to. If you're a coach looking for a spot and you really want a spot to win, if you want to go to Seattle and build, that buys you a lot of time in a head coaching gig. But I think he has all the time in the world in Carolina. I can't foresee a situation where it gets bad in Carolina for him and they have to fire him. He's a legend for that team. Uh, Their owner, Tom Dundon, has put all his eggs in the Rod Brindamore basket. He's done everything but give him an extension, which... They were apparently working out, but nothing came of it. We'll see, but I, I, I think he stays in Carolina. 
draft lotteries tomorrow. Draft lottery. Draft. NHL draft lottery. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's sad. We're please, sad. Please give me the first pick or the second pick. The thing is, how many first overall picks do you need before something well, happens? We can't get first overall, right? We can only get no, second. we can get first. Why couldn't the Devils get first? Oh, no. The problem rule hasn't kicked in. Other, yeah, it's the other rule. Yeah, yeah, the other thing is then... One or two. Your... The Owen Power, Luke Hughes, Brant Clark sweepstakes. Find a winner tomorrow. Luke, baby. Come on. I think it's going to be Seattle. I think Seattle wins the lottery at one, and uh, I'll go with Buffalo two. I, I can't, that I does can't sound pick, unfair. but I will I say this. It. I would, it would be hilarious if Arizona won the draft lottery with their forfeit pick. Because then they, we, they, if Arizona wins, they redraw. They have to redraw. Because Arizona forfeited their first first round pick this year. They didn't forfeit. They oh, they had it stripped. They had it stripped. What'd they do? Because they were tampering with uh, NHL prospects prior to the draft. Uh-huh. And then they didn't even draft right, and the team still sucks, <laughs> but like... They should have yeah, just did never it. penalized them. They did it when no, they you had, had to. Yeah. I was hoping last year they would say, hey, your first-round pick, no longer protected because the Devils had their first-round pick. Not that it mattered. No, it didn't matter at all, but would have been a nice another fold going into it, but whatever. Was that Dawson Mer- No, that was um, – who who they get with Arizona's first? Wasn't that Mercer? Was it Mercer? Was it yeah. Mercer or Muhammadulin? <laughs> I think it might have been Muhammadulin. Yeah. Yeah, either way. I want Seth he Jones. was kind of lighting it up on his team. I don't I know. I, I, I see the Seth Jones stuff, and I know I, I told you I'd, I would want him to, in a devil's uniform. I will trade Mook Medulin for Seth Jones. But the problem is his underlying numbers are dog shit. Dog shit. The and best if, defense on this team is Steven Severson. I understand that. And if Columbus is thrusting themselves into a rebuild, which is what trading Seth Jones would be, there's talk uh, apparently with about Toronto – Maybe a Nylander or Marner swip, uh, swap for Jones, which would be pretty cool. I would go after the big fish. I'd go after Wierenski. He's a far better defender than Seth Jones. Yeah, I, but he hasn't publicly said he wanted out. Yeah, but if you're thrusting your team into full rebuild and you don't know where Wierenski fits in that plan, you got to imagine teams will call on him. Sam Reinhardt hasn't said he wants out in Buffalo. Teams are calling three teams that have looked into Seth Jones, the Blackhawks and Montreal, but the favorite right now is the LA Kings. All three of those locations make sense from Montreal a little weird because, you know, they're still playing at the moment. Uh, but they do need some help on the defense defensive end and LA needs just about everything. Um, Chicago is goal scoring. Biggest question marks being goaltending and defense and Seth Jones would help them greatly there. So where do you think, do you think he's, do you think he starts next season in Columbus? No. I think he's gone at the draft. Where do you think? Where do I think? So you need to look at a team with cap space. Yeah. You have to look at a team that has the intangibles to offer a, a, a haul, and you look at a team that needs a defenseman right now. The team that I'm thinking of that hits all three check boxes is New Jersey. Yeah, but, you know, it I really does. It makes the most sense. They have the most to give up. I look, I look at his underlying numbers, and they're terrible. I, I, I look at a lot of that, and I say, man, nobody wanted to play for Tortorella. Nobody. So I mean, he could help the Devils. What if he gets here? He will. And he scores what, what if goals? he got to New Jersey and he was terrible? Uh, well, listen, like they all really, yeah, it wouldn't make any fucking difference because everybody that plays here somehow loses all of but their But if I'm New power. Jersey, 
I wouldn't give up my. Uh, I'll have PK Subban. I wouldn't give and, up, and especially you, if you win a lottery pick. I wouldn't give up one or two. Now here's no. the thing: if you if you make a deal with Seattle that says you take PK Subban and we'll give you you know draft picks or something, there's your room for Seth Jones right there. There's already room for Seth Jones there. Yeah. Uh, and with, here's the thing. without moving him because PK comes now, off the books this year. The other thing is this: it depends on what well, happens after this year. What happens in the lottery? Because if the Devils move into the top two, we might be having a completely different argument by Friday's episode. But if they are staying at five, six, and seven, I think Seth Jones is better than any player you're getting at five, six, or seven. Uh, I think seven. I think six or seven is where you heavily favor it. Five is where you heavily consider it. You know. And who knows how stuff falls? It could go in real time, you know. Let's say the Devils had certain guys, and they're sitting at four, and those guys are gone, and they—it's one guy, it's one defenseman left. And then you make the call to Columbus, like, "Hey, let's see what we can get done here," stuff like that. But it also means nothing if Columbus doesn't value that guy highly either. So it's a double—it's a two-way street there. But that could be the way that goes. I like Seattle potentially. To acquire Seth Jones, I don't know what their roster is going to look like. I don't yeah, think that's way too early to tell. Yeah, and that's a big thing. But they're looking. It, I have a feeling they're going to try and follow the Vegas model and compete right we away. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't follow that model. I have to imagine they would. They're going to try. They're going to take a goalie. Seth Jones. I really hope that they remind us of what a new team is supposed to be. Well, you want them to go like nine and they're just going to be fucking awful no, because that is what a new like. We all forget that Vegas is a fucking anomaly. Like, most of these teams do not just come in and are automatically really good yeah. right away. Most of so, these teams yeah. have spent years grinding it out, trying That's to make their That's where you gather the, the draft picks yeah. and you draft right. the players. A la yeah. the St. Louis Blues being in the league for 50 years well, before the Blues, they won a the cup. Blues, the Blues, their first three seasons went to the Stanley Cup final all three seasons. Oh, that's they right. never got a draft yeah, pick. but then they were awful And they only that. went because their division was all expansion teams. <laughs> Which is unfair. <laughs> so unfair if you think about it. How about Washington? Washington was Washington was bad for 25 years. They were really yeah. bad. Go ahead, Eric. This is what needs to happen. And for the Hail Mary that somebody from the NHL is listening to us, Please make Vegas eligible for the expansion draft. Tom's big on that. I'm a huge fan of that. There is no reason why they should be exempt it's from this. Exempt from it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because these two teams technically are coming in together, and it's, just a couple years apart. And it's not yeah. it's not fair because like you see teams you know that but, are part of it that haven't been with in that the being said. Years. With that being said, you build rosters, you build future rosters with the expansion draft in mind. When they first came in, they built the roster knowing that we don't have to worry about this in three years like other franchises did yep. and played that to their benefit. You can't go back and say, no, now you're eligible. You can't do that. Okay. Unfortunately. I think if the gap was just a little bit wider, if it was like five years between teams, I'd say you throw them in the expansion draft because they didn't come in together. It's But three years, four years... Yeah. I just it's don't, close. I, it's only, because you really I, see players start to develop after four years, especially if they win the cup this year. I feel like if they especially. win, the, if they win the cup this year, I feel like you have to put them in. Well, you I can't mean, go back and say now. I know, but like they gotta find something, anything, because <laughs> I don't see it as fair to the league to say they're exempt when they're the best team or one of them. I, it's tough. It's real tough. What if they lose in this round? 
What if they win the Stanley Cup final? No, I understand, but what if they lose in if this round? If they lose in Does this round, anything for you? Not really. No, nah, that wouldn't change a damn thing for me. They're still like a top five team in the NHL. Yeah, they're still. Like, they ran into Colorado. Oops. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, they were tied for the best record in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it came down to the tiebreaker on the last day of the NHL season. I'm gonna hit you with. They knew they didn't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. No, no, that's totally can't it. Slap it on exactly. Now. Like, it's like. Imagine the look the league would have had if when Vegas came into the league, they said, you guys are eligible for the expansion draft in 21. Also, when Vegas came into the league, they had no idea when Seattle was going to be ready to come in. No. The original projection was 20. Didn't happen. It's 21. Imagine they said, okay, you guys are eligible for that expansion draft, and they were like 12 and 70. Yeah. It'd be like, why? Why? <laughs> why are you doing this to us? <laughs> Seattle's going to get like a Wayne Simmons or something at that point. No shot on him, just... That's that's who Seattle would be getting. That's who they're getting anyway. But Probably. no, Seattle would... Vegas would have been protecting like a Wayne Simmons at that point. Which is... No. You don't want to do, that. Want to do that. Yeah, but they're not. I know. And that's the thing. They could be... They have Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, if they had to expose people, they'd probably expose Fleury. Ugh. And hang on to Robin Leonard, which means Marc-Andre Fleury would be a Seattle Kraken. Could you imagine? That would take be hysterical. Taking in two expansion drafts. <laughs> Take it in two expansion drafts, two straight Stanley <laughs> Cup final Cup appearances Cup. after an expansion draft. Be insane. That would be <laughs> So that's going to wrap up this episode. What? Oh, Zach wants to talk Mets. They're good. So I'm getting very confident in this team. Dangerous. I don't know how to feel about it. I Zach, think you I have placed a Mets minus one and a half tonight, and I bet Mets minus two last night. My guy, I never would have thought that I would have been able to have the confidence to place both. To be fair, didn't they play the Diamondbacks? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I would have bet any team minus no, one and a half. Except the Rockies. Arizona, fourteen straight games. Yeah, they're trash. <laughs> that, did, did, Eric, did you watch the game last night where they dropped that ball? Uh, I didn't. So the, I did not. The center I did not. fielder and the left fielder were staring. Right as at each other at a routine fly ball that just plopped in right in between them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you to, knew the game was going to be over. Shout out to Rob Refsire, the Twins, who on a home run ran, ran into that right wall. In he really thought he was going to get there. He thought he had space. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Pirates for the worst play in Dude, professional that sports. That was oh hilarious. God, All you got to do is step on the base, my guy. Yeah. Instead, you, you allowed a run and a runner on second. Also, Hell of a move by Javier Baez. Yeah. I would never have thought of running back to home plate. Oh, you're going to chase me? You're going to chase me? I think it's because he knew how bad they were that he's like, let's just let's just see if this works. See if it does. He's not stepping. He's clearly not stepping on that base. Yeah, so I'm going to run away from him. <laughs> and then he made it to what? Like second? Yeah. Yeah. So he, it was, so he, it was yeah, overthrow <laughs> error at first. And then there was an error at second and it yeah. went back to the shortstop. Yeah. Awful. And the shortstop so, had to pick it up and just be like, don't go anywhere. No. So a couple, couple things. Number one, did you see Baez met, like indicate that he was safe too before yeah. running back? <laughs> yeah, because no, when the play at the plate happened, yeah, Javier Baez was standing right there watching. <laughs> he waved it safe, and then he took off. It was because the ball was thrown to the catcher, and I believe it was overthrown. It was the that went, it just went by him, and then. Nobody was ready for anything. <laughs> the Pirates are one of the worst teams ever. There's like the two Orioles guys standing by first. Yeah, but the no. Hits say what you bag. want about the Orioles. They can go out and win it. The Pirates are doing this shit. <laughs> it's bad. That's terrible baseball. Ball hits I've off never the seen bag. And then like it. It. When yeah. I first saw that, I was like, how is that? Like, that shouldn't be possible. Like, I never would have thought. It got like deep into the outfield yeah. when it got overthrown, too. Yeah. 
It was like it was oh, bad. It went right by the first baseman. Right by him. Get up after sliding in the first base. And then, and then run. run to there, second. there was a little bit of an overthrow at second too, and yeah. the announcer's like, "Go, go to third, go to third." <laughs> he didn't. Happy that would have been hilarious, though. Yeah, Zach, this is Mets' anniversary. Tom, yeah. did you see any of this? Craig Carton today was not having it on the fan. Craig Carton's an idiot. That's I mean that's part of it. Hey, he's like, he's like, I like no, Craig. He's the worst. He's, so, he's, uh, he's awful. He, I like he Craig. doesn't believe in the dinosaurs dying by a fucking meteor. Wait, when did he say that? Today. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's great. He got on a twenty-minute rant on how he thinks that it's a lie and the whole story is made up, uh, and that he thinks that uh, Martians came down and killed them. Yeah. Ah, yes, a more viable option. Thank you, Chris Carter. Fuck. Uh, no. Craig Carton. Craig Carton, oh, man. Craig Carton, sorry. My guy. Chris is, is the guy who works for SNY. Yeah. I met him. Really? Yeah. yeah. Eric uh, did, too. So they were talking. Wait, so wait. Who was saying this? Craig Carton? Craig Carton. Craig okay. Carton. I was listening to the fan all day while I was there. All right. I'm just making sure but you're Craig not Carton mixing up people was here. going on about He's like, because they do a show now on SNY. They and do? Yeah, so uh, they, they broadcast their WFAN. Oh, they simulcast? The like, okay, Robert like uh, like Carlos ESPN does with the Michael K show on, yeah. yes. So the whole time he's sitting there saying, I want to see the Carlos Beltran double on the screen right now. And everybody at SNY, they literally put in the earpiece, like, we're not showing that. <laughs> because it was like the technically a hit, you know, that could have ruined the no-hitter. And he was like, you, you Met fans don't have a real no-hitter. <laughs> on paper, it's a really wow. It's a there you go, Zach. He, he's spoken. Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike Baxter is a hero. Wait, so do you have a no hitter then? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's Johan Santana. Yeah, they it's it's a no hitter on paper. On paper. It, it, it happened. Same. It was a missed call. Even, even if it was nowadays, that play, mm. you couldn't review it because anything down the line is up to the umpire on the corner. And, yeah. And third and finally, I want to mention this. Shout out to my buddies at Charlotte Motor Speedway for like seventy-five thousand people there. How that must that? have been an insane have atmosphere. Been, I have it not was, seen a, a NASCAR race like Dover this year in at least ten years. The way that it was packed. Oh my god, it was What'd so much expect? fun. It was. It's amazing. usually you have like yeah. the main strip is full, and then all the corners are empty. Like it's spotty. Yeah, and then there's spotty. not a lot of people yeah. sitting there. There was not one he, row empty. He said, "I saw the picture he sent from Charlotte. It Charlotte was insane." Was insane. I saw the pictures from yeah, we, Dover. That was insane. We're back. Florida, uh, this fall, I know, and you said you're going to... Uh, I, I'm going to the 500. I okay. Told her, All right. Daytona. Were, oh, yeah. We saw it on the highway back. We did. It got me very hyped. I saw it, too. It's yeah, huge. that was, it was a really, really good time. Got to see the trucks. Got to see the cup race. Went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, awesome day. If you're a NASCAR fan... Or awesome weekend, I should say. If you're a NASCAR fan, go. Go to North Carolina. Real quick before we go here, only two NHL teams have not won a playoff series since 05-06. Can anybody name them? Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, that's one. I know the other. I know the other one. Tom. Atlanta Thrashers. No. Oh. Teams that are teams. Oh, teams that are currently. Yes. Oh. Winnipeg's got three. They're your boys. My boys? Yeah. Who are my boys? The Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. <laughs> they haven't won since like 96 or something. Yeah, right? they haven't won a playoff series since they outed the Devils in 96. That's terrible. That's sad. But, but uh, Zach, uh, Pocos in four weeks. Yeah, I'm hoping to go. I think Matt was bought my tickets. So you're going? Yeah. How about that, huh? How many tickets? I'm ready maybe, to go. Shout out to Kyle Larson, by the way. Hammer. Okay. Kyle That's... Larson, a major ass on Sunday. 327 laps out of 400 laps. You win, you win. Yeah. Fucking take it. Kyle Larson wasn't pulling no punches on Sunday. 
That's going to wrap this episode, episode 173. Uh, every episode of the 20 Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Tom is still working on trying to get Curtis Painter. Uh, hopefully, he's making Don't some progress. You can't not fail. Well. Failure's not an option. If you fail, you're fail. off the show, Tom. That's not how that works. Coming up later this I summer. Coming up later this summer, we have our NFL season predictions. We're going to go through award races and everything as well, see who we're going to pick to win those. I did my first season mock two days ago. Yeah. I have the Buccaneers defeating the Chiefs. No, the Bills. The Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And our fantasy draft, too. Oh, man. You have him going back to back. Yep. Because <laughs> he, he can't get away from him. Dude. No, 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 no. My playoff matchups. Divisional round. Bucks, I think it was Rams. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> and then my conference matchup was Bucks Giants. He wins. Uh-huh. In Tampa, he wins. The Giants nah, have he something wins. to say. He wins. Tom oh, Brady's picking apart. And then it's Buffalo, and Buffalo can't win a Super Bowl, and he wins. <laughs> so we will see you this Friday for an episode of the Two and Men Sports Podcast. See you Bye. later.